This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Listen, do you have a friend who loves to talk smack like he knows everything about football or about basketball or about baseball? He knows everything. He's an expert. He's got it all figured out. He's been playing for 20 years. I have a thing for you here. It's called No Halftime. It's a daily fantasy sports app where you can play player versus player challenges. So say Mr. Know-It-All says, oh, you know, Tom Brady is going to tear it up this week. He's the best. And you're like, dude, come on. Drew Brees is obviously better than him this week. And he's like, he won't drop it. You say, listen, go on No Halftime right now. Matter of fact, use the promo code CLOCK100. I'm going to get you whatever your deposit is. We're up to $100. We're going to match it. And I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm going to take your money by proving to you we're going to put it on the line. We're going to download No Halftime in the iPhone store, in the uh, iTunes store or the Android store. We're going to go to nohalftime.com. We're going to download it, and we're going to find out who really is better at daily fantasy sports, who's really better at fantasy football, who really knows their sports better. This is a way to put it down in the gauntlet. No Halftime, the Clock Dodgers sponsor from day one. Go get it, folks. All right, it is episode 47 of the Clock Dodgers podcast. Thursday night football is playing. We are recording. Adam, how are you doing today, man? We have a little more action today in the game, so hopefully you're in better spirits for Thursday night football today. Yeah, I mean, at least something has happened in this game so far. Uh, Tennessee's dominating the Jags, and... uh, I mean, it's. I mean, it hasn't been horrible to watch, which is an improvement over most Thursday night games. But uh, once again, a Thursday night kicker going off. If uh, if you guys had uh, Santos, the kicker for Tennessee, you're you're happy. So, one in doubt, play kickers <laughs> <laughs> or anybody against the Jags. Jeez, man. Yeah, they uh, they're just they're rough this year. They're really rough. They have not been able to put a single game together. It feels like that's been uh, it's been good. So. They're making a uh, Tennessee right now look like a powerhouse. I Just know, <laughs> running the ball, it's, passing the ball, like everything. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty humiliating. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how they bounce back next week. I definitely uh, I definitely need them to because I invested a lot in Allen Robinson this year, and it's uh, it's been a painful one. But I'm sure we'll get into a lot of yes. those situations now that we're. We're at the halfway point. I mean, we're we're basically there, and so much has changed already. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting podcast to review uh, what's gone on thus far. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you know, right now I'm kind of solo dadding it right now. So you know, just kind of trying to watch the game, raise the kids. Wife is out of town, 
So, you know, so it's been a little a little hectic of a Thursday night football game and something's actually happening on the game. So I'm like, you know, the one time I don't want something to happen because I don't want to like miss it. Um, I'm missing it because I'm <laughs> dealing with kids and stuff. So it's just the the weird, mysterious ways that life seems to work itself out. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> For us. Yeah. So what I wanted to do, actually, I just because like you said, it's the halfway mark. Um I wanted to kind of go over, obviously, there's some things that have happened recently here that we want to, you know, touch on. I got some questions, um, some foul or no fouls, but I want to just open up with a couple of things here with like the top, top five wide receivers, I would say for a lot of people, um, I want to kind of see where you rank them at this point in the season. Um, So I'm going to, you know, with the names, um, Antonio Brown, uh, AJ Green, I would say, Odell Beckham, Julio and Mike Evans, where would you rank them right now in order from one to five? For like uh from here forward? Yeah, yeah, here going forward. Man, um I honestly I feel like Julio's gotta be number one. Um he seems to have been the one who's been the most consistent, more or less because of those quarterbacks, Matt Ryan has been the most consistent so far this year. So I think he'd have to be my number one. Uh, I think even with the Roethlisberger injury, I'd have to have uh, Brown at number two. There, I, I think I'd go Evans, actually. I, Mike Evans is really surprised this year. He's a huge target share on that Tampa Bay offense. And I, I honestly feel like he's been more consistent than A.J. Green, so I'd probably rank him at three for myself. And then I'd go A.J. Green and Odell Beckham at five just because he hasn't really been able to put it together so far yeah yeah like you said Evans has been surprisingly um consistent especially in like PPR scoring I think I don't know if he's had any any week under double digits at least like 10 points at the minimum but he's like a pretty consistent like you know 20 point kind of guy at least um you 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 were right about AJ Green he seems to be up and down so it's like one day you'll get 30 something the next one you may get eight then you get 30 something then you get six then you get 30 something then you get 10 it's like he kind of fluctuate not that it's bad because he still puts up big numbers but he does fluctuate a lot i'm almost tempted to put evans like above brown because of the quarterback situation um but it's so hard to do that you know i mean just by default it's like you feel like you can't put antonio brown below number two like that's anything under that is like disrespectful it seems like you know yeah i mean it's tough because antonio brown as i said last week he's never caught a touchdown pass from anyone not named ben roethlisberger so that's a huge huge impact for as long as roethlisberger's out there um to go back to mike evans for a second though i mean you talk about his ppr prowess but really i mean he's been a guy who in standard formats has been phenomenal he's caught a touchdown in every single game except for week four against denver he had a two touchdown game last week And really, I mean, he hasn't had huge yardage weeks, only one week of over 100 yards, but has been seeing consistently at least five receptions in every single game, which is really interesting because we're comparing him to Antonio Brown, and that's something that Antonio Brown has done in the past and has kind of gained this reputation for a guy who's always a lock for five catches and everything else beyond that is almost gravy. Well, Antonio Brown's not really doing that as consistently this year because, you know, Roethlisberger's injured right now and and it's a little bit tougher on him to be consistent and you're getting that consistency from Evans. So, of course, you know, at the top, you're always picking hairs, but uh, but those are some interesting things to look at. Yeah, absolutely. And a guy who, um, you know, many people 
some people predicted him to be that high. I, I, I predicted a, you know, a little bit of a fallback, which he's done much more than that of a regression. But um, a guy you just said a couple of seconds ago, people have been asking me questions left and right about him. I had a discussion with a guy named uh, Hendog41 on Sleeperbot, um, you know, asking me, should I bench this guy? And that guy is Allen Robinson. So, you know, we see the game today. He's not really doing anything. It's not all his fault. I mean, the team is just bad. Bortles doesn't look good. Um, the coaching looks terrible. It's like it literally looks like they quit um, at halftime. You know, Deion Sanders and then we're talking about that. Like this team isn't even like fighting at all right now. Um, with that being said, you know, a, a lot of people are of the logic like you know you start your studs. You you know, don't get cute. You know, don't worry about matchups. But when it gets to a point like this, where Allen Robinson really hasn't done much for anybody. Um, is it crazy to bench him? I, you know, when I was talking to this guy, I was telling him, you know, if you have a better option right now, then do it. I mean, let Allen Robinson prove himself again to you. You know, let him put some numbers up. If you have a decent option, it's not crazy. But are, are you, you know, of the thinking that you should always keep him in your lineup to that point where he does kick it back on because you think he will? Or are, are, are you agreeing with me as far, as far as benching him until he proves it again? I mean, he had his best two matchups for the rest of the season after the bye in week six and seven, and he's done nothing with them. I mean, you're looking at three receptions against Chicago, two against Oakland, and those are, you know, bottom bottom five pass defenses right now in the league. Going forward, I mean, he's got a really, really tough playoff schedule I'm looking at right now, and I just think that he's a guy that if you can get any value for in a trade, you got to try and trade him. I know it seems like you're just selling low and just getting rid of him to get rid of him, Ultimately, you are, but I think that there are people who believe in his talent, believe that he can rebound, and I think that just with the schedule that he's going to be facing and the fact that he just hasn't been able to put it together this far and that Jacksonville just seems like a train wreck, if you can move him for any piece that you know seems to be ascending right now, I would look to. Uh, I just started him this week in one league, and unfortunately, you know, I'm sitting with, I think, two points right now, yep. and it's a standard scoring format. And that's, you know, that's just not just painful. It's one of those things that can cause you to lose weeks. So it's going to be really important if I can get any sort of value out of him going forward. I don't know that I'll be able to, but I'm going to try because ultimately this situation is tragic. And the really big thing with Robinson is it hasn't been for a lack of targets. I mean, he's had a huge target market share on that offense still throughout the year, but he's just not done anything with it. The throws are just not accurate, especially from what I'm seeing tonight. And their offense is just entirely lackluster. The scheming's terrible. They don't have any semblance of a running game there. And it just makes for a terrible, predictable offense that just can't move the ball. It's a train wreck, man. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I was at the game last week, the Raiders Jaguars game, and I could tell you in person that it was as bad as it looks on TV. They just <laughs> they don't they don't look like they're in sync. I mean, it just something's missing. And like you said, if you can get something for a Rob right now, I, I do it. I mean, you, a lot of leagues are gonna have that guy who still believes. You know what I mean? So if you yeah. can, you know, even some people don't want to give up. They feel like, oh, what if I trade him and then he goes off? Okay, well that's just something you have to live with because. He didn't go off at all on your team. You know I mean, so it doesn't make you look bad. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean, just get rid of him if you can. 
um, you know, for something decent. I'm not saying trade him for like a waiver wire guy or something, but trade him for something that, you know, has some value, a guy that you can start, a guy that maybe you don't have to worry about that's a little more consistent um, because you're going to start losing games waiting on A-Rob if you haven't already. You know what I mean? So um, I totally agree with you as far as if you can move him, move him. Um, I don't feel like, for me, a lot of people are saying like similar things about Hopkins, but I think it's a totally different situation. Hopkins has not been that bad as people have been acting like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, to stay on Robinson for a second, I, uh, I did have somebody reach out to me regarding a trade offer that they'd received where they were supposed to, uh, be giving Robinson and in return, they were only going to get Devonta Booker. And I told them to try and get more, but ultimately if Booker is all you can get out of somebody, it's worthwhile, especially with the unknown around CJ Anderson's injury. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's a lock. You got to make those moves at this point in time. And, you know, to transition there from, from Robinson to DeAndre Hopkins, the biggest difference you see there is in the last two weeks, Allen Robinson has faced Chicago and Houston, two bottom five pass defenses. On the flip side, in the last three weeks, Houston has had to face Minnesota, Indianapolis, and Denver, all who are top five pass defenses. And really, if you're in a PPR league, Outside of last week, two of the last three weeks have been solid. I mean, he went five for 56 against Minnesota with the touchdown, and then he went nine for 71 against Indianapolis. Those are 16-point fantasy games. If you're in a PPR league, you've got to be happy with yeah. that. I mean, ultimately, you could never be upset with that that sort of production. And last week was his down week, and I mean, he's still putting up you know eight PPR points, which isn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but on your down week, when you turn and you look at somebody like uh, Allen Robinson, who's putting up, you know, five points the past two weeks and now moving on to three weeks, it's a totally different situation. And I think that it's ironic because I would like to look from the outside looking in and look at Brock Osweiler versus uh, Blake Bortles and say, well, Bortles is the better quarterback. And think that that was going to correlate to, therefore, Robinson having the better situation. But it's just not the case. Nope. You know, Houston is a better team, even though they've got the worst quarterback. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, Hopkins could even be a trade for target looking at his upcoming schedule. Exactly. That's the point I was trying to get at Hopkins right now um, because of the perception is that he's struggling. I mean, again, I don't agree that he's struggling. I mean, I guess if you had crazy high expectations, he's struggling maybe. But I don't, you know, the perception is reality to people. And so... You know, they believe he's struggling. So he's a good guy that you could try to go for. And then, you know, A-Rob, like I said, if you can get rid of him, that's a guy to let go of. Um, you did mention Booker a second ago, um, which is an obviously an interesting situation because C.J. Anderson sounds like he's out for the year. I don't know if it's been 100% confirmed. I kind of, I've been seeing a lot of reports, like kind of wishy-washy back and forth. But it seems like, you know, he's going to have surgery and, you know, it's probably going to be an extended period of time, if not for the whole season. Um, and now Booker's the starter. Who, who who actually looked you know pretty decent these last couple of games since he's been playing and getting more time anyway um you know you mentioned you know trading a rob for him i would do that no question um you know he's he's obviously the hot name right now booker um and, and depending on you know how you know what, what your running back situation is and um all that kind of stuff you're maybe more excited about him than others um how, how do you how, how do you handle a guy like booker right now like if you have booker are, are you like, is this possibly the guy that's going to, you know, propel you to a championship if you weren't a CJ Anderson owner? You know, you obviously lost CJ. So if you had Booker, you're just kind of replacing him. But if you didn't have CJ Anderson, Booker's kind of like one of those guys who could, 
you know, kind of make that that big push for you. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, actually, the C.J. Anderson injury literally killed me. Um, I have C.J. Anderson in one league, and in that particular league, I wasn't looking to move him because I knew that the market value was just already going down for him. During that, though, I had decided immediately at the end of last week, I started two trade conversations in different leagues for Devonta Booker and was literally at the point in both of them where we had like finalized trade agreements, we're getting ready to send the offer, and then the news of uh, CJ Anderson's injury broke, and those trade offers have ceased, and it is super depressing. It bees like uh, that sometimes, man. I know, <laughs> I know. It uh, it was so close to it was so close to happening. I, I had some good trade offers out there that uh that I really thought were were gonna really benefit some of my teams that are that are not doing as well as I'd like, and. Uh, yeah, Devonta Booker is a—he's a guy who um, I should have had more shares of, just from a deep drafting, zero running back sort of perspective. Um, he has amazing college pedigree. He's a big guy. Um, on PlayerProfiler.com, his best comparable is Lashawn McCoy to kind of give just a little bit of layman background as to kind of his running style. And you know, so far with Denver, he's looked really good. And I think that if he runs into a situation where CJ is out, he's going to take over that bell cow role. And because those roles are so few and far between anymore, that makes him a must-own guy, must-acquire guy. If you're able to trade somebody who, you know, if, if there's somebody who's trading Booker away right now, not looking to get top 12 running back value, you should be buying because he has that sort of upside. and. The Broncos luckily have basically one of the easiest schedules against the run this entire season, um, but especially in the next few weeks. So his value is only going to skyrocket back up because San Diego, Oakland, and New Orleans are all bottom 10 rush defenses with San Diego and New Orleans being bottom five rush defenses. So if you can, he may be a guy over the next three weeks, he's going to exceed expectations big time, I think. And then when they hit their buy in week 11, we could run into a situation where he may be a guy to sell high. But, you know, let's not count our chickens before they hatch. Let's see what happens. And, you know, he is in a situation there, like I said, where he's going to be getting the bulk of carries. So he may be a guy you want to ride into the playoffs or may not be. But he's definitely a guy right now who over the next three weeks has huge, huge, huge upside. Yeah, absolutely. And, and shout out to Capri Bibbs, the backup backup. In, in, in Denver, man. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he does something, man. I, I kind of feel like he has to because, you know, when C.J. Anderson was the running back, Booker was getting a decent amount of play. Obviously, I mean, we know they're both talented, though, and I, we don't know. I don't I don't know a lot about Capri, but I'm just like, you know, Booker has to have a backup. They are pretty run-heavy offense. They don't want to run Booker into the ground now and break this guy. So I'm like, hey, it doesn't hurt to add a guy like Capri. You know what I mean? See, I added him in, like, every league I could, basically. I'm like, I look at it as a shot in the dark. I roll the dice. I'm adding him now before he proves something this week if he does, and then everybody tries to get him then. You know what I mean? So I added him in some leagues, man. I got to believe in Capri. Do you believe in Capri, Adam? Come on, man. Oh, my God, dude. I I can honestly say that I do not know enough about Capri Bibbs oh, to you're have gonna an know. opinion on Capri Bibbs. You're going to uh, know. Free Capri. I mean, <laughs> What what's to say that Annie Janovich doesn't take over there as the backup role, huh? Listen, you know, don't bring that negative energy around here, man. It's okay. I just googled her <laughs> depth chart. So, you know. 
<laughs> All right. I mean, Capri Bibbs, uh, you know. That's an awesome like, name, first like, of all. Like, yeah, for sure. Great name. <laughs> can't, can't, can't hate on the name. So just, just on name ability alone, you got to pick him up. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, you know, the, the idea is right. And I think it's a bigger idea, like a bigger picture idea. You know, we're, we're seven weeks into the season at this point. We've seen a lot as far as what's developing. And one of the biggest things that I was just looking at today to kind of just gain a perspective on this year so far is just looking back at who the top 35 running backs were who were drafted and realizing that outside of those like top three guys of, you know, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Le'Veon Bell, who were all going in the first two rounds in almost all drafts. Basically, everything else in there is just like a dartboard. Where like you could have hit on Melvin Gordon, you could have hit on Demarco Murray, but most of the time you were gonna miss on just about any dart that you threw. And it's turning out that a lot of these late round zero running back guys are getting opportunities and doing great with them. I mean, we saw what Tevin Coleman did to start the year. Now he's out, and Devonta Freeman seems like he's going to have a huge workload and huge opportunity. But in regards to what you're saying about Capri Bibbs right now, there's still a lot of the season to go, and it's not that hard as we're seeing once again for guys to go down with injury. Opportunity is everything at the running back position. So taking guys like Bibbs, especially in deep roster leagues where you have these empty bench spots that are just filled with guys who are injured, it's okay to churn those over for a guy like Bibbs who, you know, God forbid something happens to Booker or he just doesn't perform up to everybody's expectations. Now Bibbs has a role, and if Booker misses time, then Bibbs is the guy there. And we're seeing that sort of turnover in Green Bay right now, where first it was Eddie Lacy, then it was James Starks. Now we're getting Ty Montgomery in a situation where he may be the lead back there. Or Niles Davis may be a lead back there after Niles Davis was basically a nobody for most of this year. So I think it's really, really interesting to target guys like Bibbs as just these late or deep roster ads because, you, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. And these rosters are getting churned over so much that these running backs that are buried on depth charts are getting opportunities. Yeah, and call me crazy, man, but... I'd rather be the guy holding Capri Bibbs over something like, you know, Pierre Garçon or something. It's just like, he's just boring to me, man. Like, I don't even want to start exactly. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So No, I totally agree with that. I mean, you know, fantasy football is a weekly game. And having the guys on your bench stashed who you think, if they get an opportunity, could be a huge opportunity, to me is always better than the guy who's going to go out there and get you, you know, three catches for 40 yards on, on a good week. You know? Exactly. It's never I mean, going to be worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Pierre Garcon, man. I did not mean to dis, dis Pierre <laughs> Garcon there. I mean, you know, I don't want to not taking shots at Pierre Garcon. I actually like him and I actually do own him in some leagues, but you know what I was trying to get at. There's just certain guys that, you know, you never know if they're going to have a good week, if, you know, when it's going to be, but you just, you know, you'll never play them on the right time. But a guy like Capri, you just hope that something happens somewhere along the lines and you got lucky. I mean, just struck gold or whatever. So um, we'll see how it goes, man. I just feel like, you know, it's time to free Capri, get him before everybody else wants him next week or before, you know, see before Booker gets hurt or some crazy crap happens. So um, just again, it's just one of those things where if it's not Capri, there's somebody else out there that we could be talking about in the same position. You know, guys like uh, Robert Kelly and 
Um, you know, if you had Gillisy before LaShawn went down, like right right around that when it started getting a little weird, you're like, he's hurt, he's hurt, he's sort of hurt, you know, stuff like that. So just guys like that that you can grab, um, you know, just kind of roll the dice on them and, and, and stash them. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's kind of some of the big news that I really wanted to get to. Um, I do have, you know, different stuff today. We have the, we have the no halftime challenges. We have, I have questions. We have foul or no foul. So we're going to try to get through all these. Let's start with, hmm, let's go with the questions first. Um, I got a bunch of questions actually from Sleeperbot this week. I'm a great app. If people aren't using it, use it. They drop news, you know, fast as anything else. Um, a lot of cool analysis on there. So check out Sleeperbot. Um, and so I got a bunch of questions here. I probably like five questions, six questions that I really liked. Um, so the first one is from at spicy ham. I mean, <laughs> with that name, I had to ask the question, had to take the question. Um, oh, yeah. and his actually, you know, he thought he was being a funny guy and he didn't, he didn't actually give a football question or a fancy question. And he thought he was being, he thought he was being funny and he, I'm actually going to use the question. So hot dog or burger? Uh, well, first of all, spicy ham is capicola. For, for those for those not in the know, and Capicola is delicious. Uh, and then, if really the question is hot dog or hamburger, um, people are gonna really hate me out there. But I'm not really a big fan of either. I would always go hamburger over hot dog, but uh, I've had a lot of bad hamburgers in my time. That's for yeah. Sure. It kind of depends on where it's coming from, right? Like who's making oh, it, and yeah, for sure. And even, like, there are some places where people, for instance, uh, I, I'm in Chicago, and I'm not going to name names, but there is, I work right next door to a place that, like, is renowned in Chicago for having really good burgers. Um, they're not they're not the burger place, um, which is uh, Au Chevelle, if you ever come into Chicago. I've never been there, but apparently you can wait five hours for a burger. It's so good. Damn. Uh, no, yeah, nonetheless, this other place that is very popular in Chicago I work right next to you and, and people rave about it and I can't stand their burgers because if you try and eat one, it's like the patty is like a pound. Oh and yeah, yeah. It's got so much other stuff piled on top of it. You can barely wrap your mouth around it. And the few times I have eaten burgers from there, I felt like I was going to die afterwards. And that's not really a good <laughs> dining experience. No. So uh, I prefer burgers that give me a little less cardiac arrest, but still have all the cool toppings. And stuff. Yeah. That's always <laughs> listen man people out there with dirty minds are going to take this somewhere else but like i'm not a fan of like thick meat man i'm not <laughs> like i'm just not a fan of thick meat man i'm not like into big fat juicy pieces of meat it's just not my thing man so it sounds bad you know but that's just my thing man it's not it doesn't work for me but i, I would go burger too man hot dogs a whole bunch of weird meat and stuff and i don't know I'm gonna go burger but you might just take spicy ham over all that right no, I mean, just to make it as weird as possible, I mean, I'm not a hot dog guy, but sausage, there are some sausages <laughs> out there that are delicious. And and Dewey sausage is, like, the cream of the crap for me. Like, uh, all just, right. I just stick with chicken strips, man. I keep it simple. Ooh, ooh I, man. I, I love me some chicken strips. Yeah, I've been, I've been told I eat like a child. <laughs> like, chicken strips, I, peanut butter and jelly, pizza. Uh, like, I keep it simple. I don't want stuff that can be messed up. It's like, you know. <laughs> it's kind of hard to mess those things up, so I keep it simple. Man, you ate like how I used to eat. <laughs> I ate like that for so long. <laughs> yeah, if I had to go out, like even if it's like I don't care if you bring it, go to like an expensive steak restaurant, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, you got chicken strips. It doesn't matter what it is, man. <laughs> Seafood place, you guys got chicken strips, right? That's just. I feel like how how bad can they be? You know what I mean? I can't go wrong. I don't want to be that person when you're at dinner and they're like, ah, oh, this doesn't really taste that great. Like, 
next time we come here, don't tell me, don't remind me not to order this. Like, I, I don't ever want to be that guy, man. So I'm like, chicken strips, you can't mess it up. Just do it. I don't care if this is going to end up being the best 10 minute tangent in to- Clock Dodgers history, but uh, dipping sauces, let's go. Dipping sauces? Oh, man. Right. That right. depends on the right. place. The best sauce Wait. ever is Chick fil A sauce, man. They got Chick Chick fil A special sauce. Oh man. Oh god, that that's a good name drop right there. I'm normally <laughs> a honey mustard guy, but Chick fil A sauce is the shit. Chick fil A sauce is the best. I challenge anyone out there listening to top that. You find me something better than Chick fil A sauce, I don't even know what it is. It just tastes great. <laughs> I had somebody tell me what it was once. Like it's it's one of those situations where it's like it's Chick fil A sauce, but really it's just a combination of two sauces. But yeah. I, yeah, man, I don't know, but it tastes good, dude. That's all I know. That's all <laughs> I know. That's all I can tell you. Sauce, it's, and you have to have the sauce, man. You have to. But yeah, I mean, spicy hand. We appreciate the question, man. Z, you thought you were, you thought you were, you know, being a wise guy, and you might have had the best debate ever on the show. So, thank you, spicy ham. Nice job, Capicola. <laughs> nice job. The next question is from I think it's at Andy Tron, and uh, he just wants to know um, Dion Lewis and Eifert their outlook for the rest of the season. I, I'm huge on I, – I love Deion Lewis, man. I don't know when he's coming back. I can't, you know, I can't look in the crystal ball and predict this. But um, when he comes back, man, I, I'm a big fan. If you can get him now, I would get him. Um, and Eifert – I love Eifert's game, but, man, I'm just too afraid of the injuries. Like, it just seems like it's always going to happen. He's always going to be hurt. It's kind of like the same thing with Deion Lewis right now. But um, <laughs> outlook out, out, going forward. I was forward. just going to say, how contradictory <laughs> is that? You're like – Let's move past the guy who hasn't played a full season his entire career. Let's get to this guy who is a rookie and like has been injured a couple times. He must be. Listen, know, man, I'm still thinking about the Chick Fil A sauce, dude. You, how, you, you answer this one. I'm still thinking about the sauce. All right, man. Well, while you daydream about sauces, I'll get to the important stuff. Um, yeah. So, like you said, I mean, I'm I'm already acquiring Dion Lewis everywhere. I already have acquired Dion Lewis everywhere. I don't really know if now's the time to go after him simply because I think his value is already to the point where if anyone owns him, like if anybody's coming to me with Deion Lewis trade offers, you better be coming strong because I truly think that he has top 12 weekly potential every week once he's back. People keep thinking for some reason I've been listening to uh, some of these large mainstream uh, fantasy football podcasts and I'm not going to name any names, but there are some networks out there that have three letters. Moving on. <laughs> How many games play like he's some sort of extremely talented player? I wrote an article about James White in the offseason. I was touting James White. But I was touting James White because of how cheap he was to acquire and because this pass-catching role in the Bill Belichick offense has been a staple of the offense going all the way back to Kevin Smith. And a lot of people don't even know who Kevin Smith is. So that being said, it's a part of the offense. It's a part of Brady's system. It's part of Belichick's system. They work together, and they always utilize a pass-catching back. Ke- Kevin Smith or Kevin Falk? Shit, I meant Kevin Falk. Oh, man, you don't even know who <laughs> Kevin Falk is. Look at this. Look at this. Okay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're still thinking about the Chick-fil-A sauce, too, man. It's all right. It's all right. But yeah, I mean, I even I sold James White like a couple of weeks ago because I like seen this coming and I was like, oh, man, like maybe I should get out from under him right now. Well, see, James White, though, he's a guy I'm riding. It's really funny because in all the leagues that I picked up uh, Dion Lewis in, I also picked up James White because the role is so huge. 
The difference between James White and Deion Lewis, though, is Deion Lewis is actually good. Like, that's <laughs> the difference, is Deion Lewis can run between the tackles. Deion Lewis is dynamic in space. James White is just a guy, and by being just a guy in that role, he's still a top 30 running back in yeah. fantasy. Like, that's how prominent the role is. So once Deion Lewis gets in that role again, I think it's going to be huge. The only thing that I'm a little concerned about is LeGarrette Blunt's usage, and I think it's not going to dissipate, especially as it gets colder throughout the year. The Patriots always show that later in the year they turn to run the ball a lot more. It's kind of been something they've been very consistent with over the past few seasons. So I do see them still going that route. But when they had Deion Lewis healthy, they were utilizing him in that running back role, just the running downs role and the passing down role more than they've been utilizing either Blunt or White in those respective roles. I do think that if he comes back strong, if he comes back healthy, and honestly, being on the IR may be a blessing in disguise because he came back to practice already, and uh, I don't know if you've got it in front of you or if you know offhand when he's eligible, but I think he's still got another two weeks left before he is. So he's got a lot of time to heal up so that when he actually hits the field, he's fully back and ready to go. Right. Is it one of those situations, though, where they can activate him now if they want, but they just have to do it by a certain date? Um, I don't think so. The new IR structuring is kind of weird, but my understanding is it's eight weeks from the time that he was deactivated or put on the IR. Um, so with that in mind... Was I, he put on it before the season started, though? I, I don't know. That's I think he was. If he was, then I guess he's eligible to be back after this week, or maybe even this week. I think my understanding is after this week, though. Okay. So he could be back as early as week nine. Um, that's something that uh that we should try and get some clarification on before uh before the end of the podcast. So yeah. I'll, I'll do a little research here. Yeah, you know, we just kind of spewing stuff around like we know what we're talking about. I don't, you know, yeah, whatever. You know, whatever. Hey. I mean, we talked about the sauces, the hot dogs already. We already talked about the important stuff. So yeah, right. We'll we'll get that information before the end of the podcast. Um, the next question is from at Zeus1T, and is kind of along the same lines as the guys we just talked about. He wants an outlook, but he wants it on um, Howard, the running back for the Bears, for the rest of the season. Um, obviously, you know they've been sharing the ball a little bit more recently with uh, Kadeem Carey. Um, the quarterback situation is a little bit of a flux. How do, how, how do we feel about Howard going forward? I, you know, it's weird because I was like, I didn't believe in him at first. Then I started to believe in him. And now I'm like, man, do I believe in him all the way? Do they believe in him all the way? I'm kind of, you know, I'm in my in my own mind. I'm like, I didn't believe. Now I did believe, and I'm now I'm like, do I am I supposed to go back to not believing now? <laughs> so okay. it's a weird spot I'm in. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it is. It's one of those situations where I kind of rode the same roller coaster you did in the sense of like. I wasn't a Howard guy, but then once he had that role, I was kind of in on him again, but then he got injured and I was down on him. And I'm at a point now where I really don't know if I can trust anyone on the Bears offense. And that's really hard, hard to say because they look good under Hoyer, but um, I don't think they'll look that way under Cutler. And John Fox has even came out and spoken against Jay Cutler as early as today. So... I don't know if it's going to be Cutler's job. It might be Matt Barkley back there, which is disgusting, but <laughs> it could be. 
I mean, like, really, like, as a Chicago Bears fan, when I'm wanting Jay Cutler to be the quarterback, you know it's a bad situation. That's a terrible situation. Exactly. So I really hope we can just lose out and be able to get a good quarterback next year. But, you know, like I said, I've said it on this podcast before, the Bears are notoriously good at doing just good enough to screw ourselves for years down the road. So I truly believe that we'll do that again this year. But, um... But yeah, so with Howard, I think that he's a guy that if you own him, you shouldn't be looking to unload him. You shouldn't be looking to drop him. Right now, he's a guy you just kind of hold on and see. But uh, I think Kadeem Carey could be a speculative ad in leagues, especially deep leagues. If you're, you know, some crazy person out there adding Capri Bibbs, you might as well be adding Kadeem <laughs> Carey too. It might not be a bad idea because uh, one of them has an opportunity and the other one is sitting behind a guy who uh, just got his opportunity. So man, I don't feel I don't I don't feel the Capri faith in you, man. <laughs> I'm just not feeling it. I feel like you take Capri Suns over Capri Bibbs, and I don't like that. Oh my God, you cut me off. I was about to make a great pun. <laughs> oh, I stole it. I know. You can oh. still do it, man. I mean, you know, uh, maybe people can like you know, some people might like you more. It wasn't even good. It wasn't any good. Well, good. Then I'm glad I stopped it. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> it would have had people groaning all across America. Oh man. I'm I'm groaning just thinking about it, but you know I'm kind of doing the same thing about Howard, man. Like you said, is either you know at this point it's a roller coaster, like you said. You just kind of ride this one out. That's how we look at it, man. Um, the really next quick, question, actually, is, before you get on, oh oh, I know I found the answer to that Dion Lewis question. Oh, let's so get I that first then. To, yeah, I just wanted to visit it before we forgot about it. So Dion Lewis uh, is eligible to return after the Patriots week nine bye. So he will most likely be back in week 10. At week 10. Point. Yeah. A so, week 10 playoff push, man. I know. I know. He, he's a guy. I mean, you you know from my rosters, from what I've been talking about throughout the year, I've got a lot of guys stashed. I've got my Deion Lewis stashes. I've got my Dante Moncrief stashes that are about to pay off. I've Watkins got my stashes. Sammy Watkins stashes <laughs> that are never going to pay off. <laughs> oh, man. It's one of those things, man. You just hold on to it and hope it happens, but Watkins, Watkins, no bueno. All right. Next question is from at Van H. He says that he owns Stafford and Palmer, and he wants to know, in the case of Palmer, should he hold him or should he drop him for a guy like Kaepernick or Wentz? Um, I'm assuming he's asking this because Palmer's been kind of struggling recently. Um and obviously Stafford's been doing pretty well. So he feels like, you know, should I keep Palmer or should I, you know, drop him and get one of these other guys who maybe have some more potential at the moment? Um, what do you think, man? I think how the hell is Stafford on a waiver wire? If Stafford is out there in any of your leagues... Oh, no, no, I think he's saying he owns them both. Oh, okay, okay. He owns Stafford and Palmer. So he's saying, gotcha. what should I do with Palmer okay. now? Okay, so yeah, what should you do with Palmer now? Okay, now that makes a lot more sense. Sorry, I totally <laughs> was No, no, I mean, these things happen sometimes. Uh, but I, I would hold for at least one week and see what Palmer can do against Carolina this week. Carolina's defense has just been really rough this year. And, uh, you know, uh, Arizona, it looks like, yeah, they're going on to a bye in week nine. And that could be, you know, a situation where you're just going to end up dropping him anyway. Especially if you got Stafford, it's tough to start Palmer over Stafford this week. But you might get a little glimpse into if Palmer can turn this around. You know, the, the guys that you were listing as out there on the waiver wire, like Wentz and, and those sort of guys, I mean, they're, 
they're in situations that, you know, they've performed well in, but I feel like, you know, Palmer has a much higher ceiling. So if you've already got a guy like Stafford, it might be worthwhile just to see if Palmer has anything this week. And if he does, then you hold him through the buy. And if he doesn't, then you just get rid of him. I think that for a lot of people, though, it's going to be tough to have the luxury of holding people through this week nine buy because I don't know about you, but I've been looking forward. And oh, my God, I, I have one league where of a 10 man starting roster, eight of my starters this week are all on buy next week. It's just <laughs> it's, it's brutal. Insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it's just like it's targeting all the best fantasy like uh, teams from an NFL perspective. So, uh, yeah, it, it is definitely brutal. Yeah, I think for me with Palmer, it's like if I if I could keep him just to, like you said to kind of see a couple more weeks how he does, I probably would only for one reason because I can't explain why he's struggling. Um, you know I mean, like the offense is good. He has good weapons at his disposal. He has a you know one of the best running backs in the league, a, a genius of an offensive coach. I mean, unless you know Father Time or something caught up with him out of nowhere, I just don't. I can't explain. Um, such a drastic, you know, downward spiral that he's on. So I have to believe that he's going to turn it up. I just have to because I don't know why he's suffering so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. If it was an obvious thing, I would say, all right, you know, just cut bait. But I feel like, you know, with that offense, how can he not turn it around unless there's something really wrong, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that it possibly could be is nagging injuries that, like, we're not getting enough perspective into. Yeah. He's playing through kind of similar to, like, a Russell Wilson. Um, you know, these guys, they often will play through injuries and we don't really know the extent of how healthy they are. And then we, you know, think of them as underperforming or, or, you know, having a really bad season. Yeah. Then we find out at the end of the year, oh, we played with two broken ribs throughout the whole season. (laughs) You know, NFL franchises seem to hide information as much as they can. So there very well could be something more going on with Palmer. It looks like, uh, Right now, they have him listed with a hamstring injury. Uh, seems like he'll be fine to play this week. But in regards to, you know, just these sort of little nicks that might be holding him back, that could be part of it. It's hard to say. Um, like I said, I think this week is going to be a good telltale week for what his ability is going to be moving forward and kind of what his fantasy owner should do with him. So I would suggest holding for one week. And then if, you know, he doesn't come out this week and perform like a top 10 quarterback against you know carolina that should be his best matchup for the rest of the year then he's just a guy who you can move on from well there you have it van h there you go hold on just a little bit longer and the last one i got from Sleeperbot was from at tigers i don't know if it's tigers int for interception or i don't i think it's tigers int that's how i'll look at it and he had he is an olsen owner tight end olsen and he also has fleener so he's basically just asking you know, do I keep Flanner at this point as a flex um, or do I attempt to trade him? Do I look just to find, see if there's anything on the waiver wire better? I mean, what, what do I do with Flanner at this point if I'm a guy who owns, El, you know, a guy like Olsen? Honestly, I might be looking to trade Olsen. Um, as consistent as Olsen has been, you know, he, he has a lot more value moving forward as far as the trade value goes. I don't really know what you're going to get for Kobe Fleener, but I do know that if I'm looking at my tight end situation in leagues, I would trade for a guy like Olsen. And I think that you can kind of take advantage of that. I'd at least shop him, see what his value looks like out there, especially just from the sense that, you know, Kobe Fleener has this really nice thing for tight ends, which is that in their good matchups, he 
seems to explode. And he has, you know, any game that he's caught a touchdown, he's been phenomenal from a PPR perspective. And it's not like it's happened every week. Um, Looking back, it happened uh, week three against Atlanta and week six against Carolina. The nice thing from kind of a outsider looking in perspective is those were New Orleans home games. So yeah, not too hard to figure out when you should be starting him. So he is a guy from that perspective that I like. And if you're able to trade Olsen and upgrade, you know, at running back or wide receiver, running back and wide receiver, the positions that I feel really can propel you through the fantasy playoffs. And if you're able to get another guy like even a CJ Fedorowicz, who's out there in a lot of waiver wires and pair him with Kobe Fleener to utilize on Fleener's, uh, you know, weeks that the New Orleans is playing away, even though they've played the majority of their schedule away so far. So the majority of the remainder of their schedule is at home, which is a nice advantage for Fleener. But if you can match up play him with a guy like Fedorowicz or somebody else on the waiver wire, you can be really good going forward as far as the streaming option goes. And you can really maximize value right now with most people looking at Greg Olson as probably the number one or two tight end in fantasy so far. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, if you're going to try to trade someone, it's got to be Olsen because I don't think Fleener's going to bring you back that much stuff um, or that much value. Um, so you're you're either better off just keeping them for a flex or if you if you absolutely want to trade one, um, definitely Olsen would definitely bring you back more. Um but it's not, you know, it's not terrible to just say Pat either, you know, kind of start Olsen and flex Fleener, you know, at home games. Yeah. That's the only time I would flex him, though, if mm-hmm. he's playing at home. So I think that's a great route to take because, you know, Olsen is super consistent and that's kind of what you want at the tight end position. And the thing you want out of your flexes is kind of that high end weekly potential. And you kind of know when it's going to happen with Fleener, which is a really nice thing of this, you know, New Orleans home away splits. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of what I, we would recommend. Either if you're gonna tra- if you if you feel the need to trade one to improve somewhere else, it'd be Olsen. If you're uh, fine with staying pad, there's nothing wrong with keeping Olsen and just you know flex and fleener when he's at home. So that's where we'll go. Now we I'm gonna stop with these questions because I want to get to one of my favorite parts of the show, which is the no halftime challenges. It shouldn't be one of my favorite parts because I'm not winning. I haven't won a week yet, but I'm addicted. I can't help myself, and so. I want to do this again with you, Adam. Are you ready to get swept this week? That's the real question because, I don't know, do I say that every week and I never sweep you? I mean, you you haven't even won the majority. I don't want to be a liar, man. Yet. I don't so want to lie like, to people. Let, let's just, let's have you say your expectations reasonably and, <laughs> and just say that, you know, you're going to try and win the majority of matchups this week, but. But yeah, so far we've done this four weeks. Uh, I've gone three and two on you each week, so we're sitting at twelve and eight right now. So uh, you know, if you go, if you go four and one, you know, I, I it's still still a little ahead. So if you sweep me this week, that's that's the big shift. So maybe this is the week that you uh, that you finally swing for the fences and actually hit a home run. So, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> that's just, uh, all i need to know is just, i just need that sliver of hope man i'm the guy who i could be one in six in my league right now and i'm like but mathematically you're saying i'm not out of it right that's, exactly that's all that hey, matters that's how you gotta think that's all that matters so i'm gonna start this week i'm gonna say my guy first so at the quarterback position i think i might have picked this guy last week i did pick this guy last week it's Jameis winston i'm riding my hot i'm riding my hot hand man i'm riding my hot streak He's playing my Oakland Raiders. I may be at this game as well next week, this weekend. So um, 
it's kind of be a gift and a curse thing if he does beat whoever you have here because I hope he doesn't beat the Raiders at the same time. But I'm going Jameis Winston. You uh, you really just like to watch yourself in pain, I guess. <laughs> huh? Um, yeah, I mean, actually, uh, in in you know what I was looking at coming into this week for no halftime, Jameis was a guy who I was looking at as well. So I think that's a really good pick. Um, for his matchup this week, I went with Andy Dalton. Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit before, but I think with Tyler Eifert coming back in that offense, it gives them uh, another dynamic piece that they've been missing with uh, with Jeremy Hill kind of, you know, not 100%. I think Giovanni Bernard is going to be utilized out of the backfield more with the addition of Eifert, with Brandon LaFell coming on. I feel like his weapons are really starting to gel more than they have so far this season. And I think that this week could be really good. Washington's pass defense is solid, so it's not like a huge matchup play. It's more of a situation where I think Eifert coming back opens up that offense a lot more. And uh, A.J. Green, I think, can can really go off if, if, they, uh, if they're able to spread out defenses a little bit more and stop having these multiple coverage looks on, on Green. Man. All right. I see what you're doing here, man. That's cool. I th- I feel good about Winston, even though I kind of won last week by default with Winston because your quarterback did break his arm. Um, I don't hope that Dalton breaks his arm, but oh I do, I do, I do want to win this, though. <laughs> um, from, our, from our running back, I'm going to follow the same trend here. You're gonna This trend you're going to notice a lot with my picks here. I'm actually going to go with Jaquiz Rogers. Oh, God. Again, against Oakland because I just – you know, even as an Oakland fan, and even though they played decent last week, they played the Jaguars. So I don't believe in them like I want to believe in them. And so as long as Martin doesn't play, um, which I actually hope he does play because I have Martin in a lot of leagues, but I don't feel like he will. So I'm going with Jaquiz Rogers this week, man. Who are you going to counter me with with Jaquiz Rogers? Yeah, Jaquiz, what a great, great name. God. Do we all need these, all these running backs with cool names, man. Jaquiz, Fozzie, Capri. <laughs> I mean, that. come on, man. If you want if you want to have a running back as your child, give him a cool fucking name, and you got it pretty much in the bag. Ezekiel? I mean, come on. Now. Ezekiel, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I... Uh, Latavius? I went, oh, yeah. I, Latavius. I, just, I went with no. another fun name. I, I went with Devonta. Oh, uh, yeah. Devonta Booker uh, is looking like he's going to get the full workload this week. Um, CJ Anderson is injured. The ideas around that injury and the speculation has just been all over the place. I've heard everything from he'll be back next week to he's out for season. Uh, it seems like it's more going towards the he'll be out for season as you know news has leaked out there. But there still hasn't been any official report. He hasn't been moved to IR or anything yet. I believe they are seeking second and third and fourth and fifth opinions. And uh it, it looks like it could be really up in the air moving forward, but most of the time when they seek more than one opinion, it seems to be because it's a bad situation. Yeah. With that in mind, and specifically with this week in mind, Booker looks like he'll be the workhorse for Denver. We touched on this a little bit before. I think that because of their usage of C.J. Anderson before Booker really was working his way in, it seemed like they wanted to have one guy do the work there. So with Anderson missing time, I think Booker is going to get quite a workload, and he's going up against one of the worst rush defenses in the league in San Diego. So I, I really think that Booker has a huge opportunity to put up massive numbers this week, 
And ironically, I mean, you picked another guy who uh, I really like in DFS this week, Jacquez Rogers. I think that uh, Booker and Rogers make for an awesome pair in DFS this week. So I'll have them rolled out in a few lineups. And uh, I think it'll be really interesting to see which of these two uh, has the bigger week. Yeah, that's a fun one. I, 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 I like that one right there. Um, although, I mean, again, you're not giving my boy Capri enough credit because Booker is going to suffer because my boy Capri is going to get in there and make some things happen. But that's okay. That's 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 all right. That's all right. Do you like no Capri bibs? I don't. I wish something? I did. I wish I did. Man. I mean, at this point, it's like you think he definitely should have to come on the podcast at this point. Um, I know, right? <laughs> you you would think I'm like, all right, and on line three, Capri's here with us. Um, but I, he's not. He's not. No, unfortunately, I just really just like the name, man. Um, wide receiver. I'm going with a guy. He's a sleeping giant. He hasn't done much in a few weeks. You mentioned why. And I'm going with Fuller at wide receiver, baby. I don't really got to explain why, because Fuller makes big plays. He's got a better matchup this week. He's back from his injury. And I think um, I think this is what I, I just feel it. I feel it in the air. See, I don't have all these numbers, man. I just feel it in the air. And I feel Fuller is going to have a big game this week. Oh, okay. Is that how that works? That's how it works. Maybe why I win like one game a week against you, but um, yeah, I feel it in the air. All right, man. So uh, I actually, I don't have my notes right in front of me, so you got to remind me if this is right. I'm working completely off memory, but I believe I went with Stephon Diggs this week. Is that correct? You did. Perfect. All right. Awesome. So yeah, Stephon Diggs was my pick for this week. Um, You know, Minnesota's offense has kind of been all over the place since Diggs' breakout week, and I think a lot of people have kind of moved away from him and, and kind of shied off of him since his big, huge, gigantic game at Green Bay. Um, since that time, you know, he did miss a game. They had a buy in there. And then last week he did basically nothing. But this week he gets a fantastic matchup against Chicago's secondary. That's just abysmal. Um, they're suffering from tons of tons of injuries on the back end there. And I think that, uh, you know, with, him being the number one option still on that offense or, or what feels like the number one option, I, I think that as long as he is, you know, ready to go and, and totally healed from his groin injury, he could have a really big week. And, and I'm hoping he does because uh, I think this is going to be one of those matchups that I definitely need to win. Kind of a battle of guys who I think will be more big play than uh, than consistency in Will Fuller versus Stephon Diggs. So, It'll be interesting to see which one of them gets the bigger play. Exactly, and I, I see how you were over there flexing your brain muscles, man. For all the ladies listening, oh, I don't, I don't have the papers in front of me, but I'm just gonna let my memory here. That's all right, man. All right, you probably get a couple more Twitter followers off of that. I, I see what you're doing, pretty good. Hey, man, you know the ladies love memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot right now, man. It's, it's all the rave. So. Oh, okay. I, I, I respect it, man. I respect game respects game, man. Um, now with my tight end pick, man. Again, I'm sinking or, or or I'm sailing with this ship. My tight end is Bray. And again, I'm going with this because he's playing the Raiders. I feel like I watch every Raider game and I feel like a tight end scores a touchdown every single game. And just like last week, I picked Julius Thomas and what he do? He scored a touchdown. So I'm going with Bray this week. I feel the same thing is going to happen. He's going to at least get a touchdown. At the minimum, I feel good about a touchdown. And so at the tight end position, it's one of those things where I feel like if I can get a touchdown, I already feel good about the guy. So I think Brait is going to beat whoever you put up against me because whoever you put up against me is not playing the Raiders unless it's the second string 
tight end for the Bucks. Dude, how hard are you tilting over losing every week in no halftime that you literally picked three <laughs> Bucks players up against your Oakland Raiders? I'm going like, crazy, man. I've gotten in your head so much. <laughs> I'm just excited for us to do the flex next and you to throw out a kicker. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, this week at, at tight end, uh, again, I don't have my paper in front of me, so yell at me if I got this wrong, but I believe I went with CJ Fedorowicz. Of course you did. Awesome. So CJ is a guy who uh, who I was big on picking up in a lot of leagues last week after he had three consistent weeks in a row of four more catches, and he had two touchdowns in there. Uh, he had a little bit of a setback against Denver, but that's not really too surprising. Um, if you're in a PPR league, he still had a decent week for a tight end, going five for 35. But, you know, Denver's a top five defense against tight end. And now he gets to go face Detroit, who is one of the bottom three defenses against tight ends. So I think it's a huge opportunity to excel in a matchup that really he can exploit. And furthermore, he's just been getting targeted a ton. Uh, basically, over the last three weeks, he's seen at least seven targets each game. And I think if he gets seven targets against Detroit, he's at least going to get five catches, maybe six. And really, I mean, the big thing's going to be that end zone score. I think that'll probably be the difference manager. Uh, maker in this matchup between Braden and Fedorowicz. So hopefully uh, CJ can get the, uh, the TD in there too. But I think that the uh, target bomb puts him in a position to do so. I'm convinced part of the reason why you picked him was because you knew I couldn't pronounce his name. Therefore, I could not counter anything against you and say anything negative because I wasn't going to attempt it. Um, so that's cool. That's cool, man. Listen, he's not going to catch a touchdown like Braid. So I'm going to let I'm, I'm cool with it, man. I'm cool. The last position, flex, the secret weapon. Um, you know, you, you didn't, I, I didn't go to kicker, man. I didn't go to kicker. If I was going to go to kicker, it would have been tonight's kicker. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I didn't want anybody tonight anyway. So I went with Christian Michael against the Saints. I feel good about it. I know they're trying to mix some other guys in there. CJ was getting a little more play. You know, Rawls isn't back yet, and I don't care what anybody says. Rawls is my guy. Rawls is going to be a factor in that offense, whether you guys want to believe it or not. And when he does, you can come to me and say, thank you, you were right. But for now, this is C-Mike's, one of his last hoorahs uh, as the as the all-in starter. He's playing a weak defense, although they're at home. You know, New Orleans is at home. I still feel good about them. I think, you know, with Russell Wilson beat up, um, they're going to try to ride Christian Michael. So that's my guy this week. Um, and I, I don't see how you can beat it, but who did you choose anyway? Man, talk about you, you know, stretching there for for really tough decisions, going with a guy who's probably like a top five running back this oh, week. Oh, come on, first come on. Week. But, uh... But yeah, I, uh, I unlike you, am actually supporting Oakland this week. And uh, <laughs> I went with Latavius Murray out of the flex position. Um, you know, in a matchup against Christian Michael, it's it's going to be an uphill battle for sure. Because um, Michael gets the matchup and probably has the pedigree. But Murray is in a situation there where they, you know, were working with Jalen Rashard. They were working with Dwayne Washington. And neither one seemed to gel on that offense well at all. I think because of that exposure, with Murray back now, they're going to be looking to get him a, a good workload. And Tampa Bay has not been good against the rush this year. So it's a good matchup that I think he can thrive in. And uh, 
man, if he does, it's just going to kill you because, man, if, if Latavius Murray's running the ball well and Oakland is just kind of dominating time of possession, none of those guys that you pick for Tampa Bay are going to have any shot of beating me. So this is really going to come all down to that Oakland-Tampa Bay game, so you're going to have so much fun being there. I'm sure. Listen, you're giving me a guilty conscience about this. Do you want to take Christian Michael and I'll take Murray? Oh, no, no. <laughs> you don't get to back out of it now. Oh, man. Listen. I mean, I hope I hope you win that one in a way because I think Murray's gonna do great, man. But um, we'll see, man. We'll see. I don't, you know, I I think it's a closer matchup than you think, man. I'm a bigger Murray fan than most, probably because of my uh, black and silver and black colored glasses that I wear, my shades. But um, definitely, yeah, I think it's gonna be a better matchup than you th- than you think, man. You you think C Mike is to give me, but I don't think it is. Hey, man, that's why you do no halftime. That's why we do this. That's why we do this, man. All right, so that that's all of our matchups. That's all five of the matchups for this week. We'll see how we do. Hopefully, hopefully I do a little better, man. I I know you want me to do a little better, man. I know you're I know you're rooting for me. Silently rooting for me. No, I kind of like the way this is going. <laughs> oh, you you're kind of liking the trend that we're going on. Okay, that's cool. That's understandable as well, man. It's understandable. Well, that's it for the no halftime. Again, as I always tell you guys, if you're not already signed up. It's on your iPhone. It's on your Android. Clock 100 is the promo code to use. It's daily fantasy sports. Head up, you know, uh, player versus player rather than drafting a whole team. NBA just started on there as well, which is always fun as well. So get on there. Play with your friends. Play with your coworkers. Play with the guy that always talks too much shit and shut his mouth up. Um, that's no halftime, guys. The the last thing I want to do today before we before we close this up, man, before we close up and get ready for week eight is foul or no foul. You know, we can't do an episode without it. I got six really, really good uh, foul or no fouls that I like this week. So if you're ready, I'm ready, and we can start this. Let's do it. All right. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. So the first foul or no foul is from at Caldy on the Fantasy Life app, a fellow Raider fan. But his question is about a guy we've been talking about a lot today. His foul or no foul is... Booker is a top 10 running back rest of season. I was already talking about this, man. I'm going to say no foul. He's in a great situation moving forward. It looks like C.J. Anderson's going to miss the remainder of the year. They have a good offense, but their offense needs to be built around the run. I mean, Trevor Simeon has done well there, but he's not a guy who they're looking to have throw the ball 40 times a game. So they're going to look to establish the run, build around that sort of rush first, play great defense sort of strategy that they've been using to be successful so far this year. And Devonta Booker's got the pedigree. I mean, he, he's a guy who played great in college. He's got the size needed to be successful at an NFL level. And I think we've already seen it in limited work. And I think that he could really blow up with, you know, the full workload. I agree, man. I mean, I think it's, you know, we've seen what the Broncos do. We see they want to run the ball. Um, and I, I don't see how, you know, just with the, the amount of carries he's going to get, the amount of touches he's going to get, as long as he doesn't break down, um, as long as he doesn't get C.J. Anderson, um, I think I think it's you know it's not a lock to say he's top ten, but there's a good odds you know for him to be there. So um, it's definitely not crazy, man. That's why we said if you got him, you ride him now, man. This is your this is this is where you benefited from your you know you're choosing him, you're trading for him, you're you're drafting him, whatever it was. This is the payoff. So yeah, man, Booker top ten rest of the season isn't a crazy idea. It's pretty possible. Um, the next question is non fantasy football related which I have a few of these mixed in here today. 
Um, and the foul or no foul is trick or treating because we are near in Halloween. Trick or treating should have an age limit. Foul or no foul? I'm gonna say foul. It shouldn't have an age limit, but I think that people should self-impose an age limit based on what you want to do. Now, I even, for instance, went trick-or-treating once in high school, but it was a situation where my friends just wanted to go dick around. So we went and, you know, we weren't trying to cause mischief. We weren't egging houses or doing anything that, you know, caused anyone any dismay. But we just wanted to be out on our own on a night that we were allowed to walk around and joke around with our friends. And I think that really there's no harm in that as long as you don't exude harm in it. So, like, you know, just don't be a dick. So That's no big deal. Yeah. You know, if 35-year-old Toy Story Woody Cowboy knocks at your door, solo dolo, saying trick or treat, let me get some little miniature Snickers. Dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Do listen, you guys get 35-year-old trick-or-treaters? That would be awesome. That would be awesome, man. I'm going to say, hey, listen, man. You don't get no <laughs> Snickers. You get Chick-fil-A sauce because we know what's up. They don't. Those little kids don't know what's up yet, but we know what's up. But, yeah, man. No age limit, man. There's no There's no age limit on fun, right? That's how I look at it. Literally just tried to say that little kids don't know chicken nugget dipping sauce. They can't respect. <laughs> dude, they cannot respect. They cannot respect Chick-fil-A sauce. Like, I have a lifetime of dipping nuggets. They, I know they cannot respect it enough, man. They look at it like, eh, it looks funny. They can't respect it, man. I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, yeah, you know, children actually have more taste buds than adults, right? So, you know, you know, theories are that that's why they don't like to eat vegetables and stuff because they can taste it more than we can taste it. And it doesn't taste good naturally, you know what I'm saying? So, I thought it was just because they're addicted to sugar. Cause yeah. Like, well, it could be that. I could be totally wrong. I, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physical personal trainer or anything like that. I'm just throwing stuff out there. But, yeah, there's no age limit on fun. So do what you want, guys. Um, the next one, Bears fan, it's only right I ask you, or not ask you, but it's a foul or no foul. Jay Cutler will be a starting quarterback next season somewhere in the NFL. Foul or no foul? Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to say no foul because I honestly think that he's going to. I mean, we're in a league that is – totally QB deficient. We see it year after year. Teams are cycling through quarterbacks. If Case Keenum is a starting quarterback in the NFL, uh, Jay Cutler's going to get a job somewhere. And I don't think it's a right decision, but when you have these struggling teams and coaches who are looking to make one-year turnarounds, they're not going to do it if they're you know looking to start an up-and-coming rookie quarterback who was drafted in the third fourth round they're gonna look to start a guy like jay cutler for the first six weeks or so until they realize that he's terrible and then they're gonna move on to whoever they drafted and it's just kind of the trend of the nfl so i don't think it's right but i do think that cutler gets another starting job next year i hope not i hope you're wrong but case keenum god i, hope I got wrong. a heart emoji right here for you buddy listen <laughs> don't let adam hurt your feelings man I got a heart emoji. I'm sending it your way. It's not the broken heart with the little crack down the middle. It is a nice, beautiful red heart. I guess I should have used Blaine Gabbert. Maybe that would have been a better example. Listen, we we can't just keep killing these guys, man. <laughs> emoji hearts to all of them. Emoji hearts to all of them. <laughs> Except you know- to Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler definitely doesn't get He gets a little pile of shit <laughs> with the no. eyes, which is kind of strange, but whatever. Yeah. Um, no emoji heart, just just a little cigarette emoji. <laughs> one of those, so, one of those ones, just doesn't get a heart. 
the next question, the next foul or no foul is after work activities, after work events, like your nine to five job should be mandatory. I'm bringing this up because we're getting close to like Christmas and a lot of jobs have like Christmas events like, oh, after work, we all meet up at such and such date for a Christmas party. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to these things. They feel like they, you know, the job will look at them funny if they don't go, though. They're not being a team player. So the, the, the foul or no foul is after work job after work job events that are not during work hours should be mandatory. Foul or no foul. That's a foul. All right. We we need to get away from this new generation that seems to think that when I clock out, I still am supposed to be answering emails. I'm still supposed to be going to these retreats. Okay. <laughs> if you are not paying me, I'm not required to be there. That's our relationship. That's how a job works. I do it because I get paid to do it. If you're not paying me to do it, then you can't expect me to be there. And I think that uh, as far as after work events go, they can be fun. And if you want to do it because you think it's fun, then do it. But most of the time they involve, in my experience, a lot of drinking. And if I don't feel like going out and drinking, I'm not going to go. That's just my like relationship with those sort of environments. So if I'm in a position where I'm expected to go to a work event that I'm not going to get paid for, that is going to then reflect negative upon me if I don't go. Those are sort of the choices that I have to make in my career path. Right. But kind of having this expectation, I think, is something we all need to get away from. And uh, more so towards like the answering emails out of work, because I think that's one of those things that's just gotten out of hand now. There's kind of this expectation that if you have an email service that you go home with, I'm lucky enough not to, but I see so many of my friends who are you know, in their young 20s and they work 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week sometimes, but then they're, you know, out at, with friends and they're answering emails for work on their phone. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you can't even be a real person because you're tied to this device that makes you work beyond the crazy amount of work hours that you're already expected to work. It's outrageous. Yeah. And, and, and they're the reason why we have to keep doing it, Adam, because there's people yeah. who are just falling in line, man. They're I like, know, you man. know what? They want me to do this. I got to do this. And then they make us all look bad. When we're like, you know what? We don't want to do that. Then we look like rebels. You know what I mean? Fight the system. Fight the system. <laughs> Down with the man. <laughs> that one's sure to get some people pissed off. So how to bring that yeah. one up. Number five on the foul or no foul list for today. Jay Ajaye is for real, for real. Not just for real, but for real, for real. Uh, no, Jay Ajaye isn't Pharrell. They're two different <laughs> Yeah, I know this is a perspective one, man. I know you could take this any way, but for real, for real? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, 200 yards back to back. I mean, I'm one of these guys who I believed in him in the offseason. I drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl, everything. I'm like, yeah, I got JHI. Just wait till they see how I do with them. And then first couple of weeks, I'm like, dude, this guy sucks. What happened? I thought this guy was going to be good. And then I give up on him. And then now, 200 yards, back-to-back, doing stuff like only four of the five other running backs in history ever have done. Guys like O.J. Simpson and um, I forget who the other one was. Um, a great, though. A Hall of Famer. One of the best to ever do it. And so I'm, i got to ask you, man, is he for real, for real? I'm going to say foul. Uh, people are going to hate me for this because, you know, it, it's hard to be negative about a guy who just had back-to-back 200-yard games. And, and I'm really going to temper this by saying 
the expectation that I see out there for Jay Ajayi right now is that he could be a top five running back moving forward. So I'm tempering those expectations. But if it's more from a sense of like, can he be a number one running back moving forward? I think it depends on the format big time. Uh, he's not a guy who catches passes at all. So in PPR leagues, he's not someone I'm thrilled about. In standard leagues, though, I mean, if he's going to be getting 20-plus carries a game and like he has in the last two games, I mean, shit, he, he could have more huge games. And their, uh, their offensive line is really elite. I think they've got like four first-round picks on that offensive line. So they're built to run. And uh, it was a situation that I liked coming into the year. Uh, I just liked the wrong guy. I, I liked Foster because I'd liked Foster for years and thought that uh, thought that if he was healthy, he could you know stay out there. But uh, as we know, Arian Foster's moved on from football. Wish you the best in everything that you do from here on out. But Jay Jai is the guy there now. And uh, he had amazing college pedigree. There were a lot of people who really highly touted him coming into the NFL. And now we're seeing why. So as a guy who could be, you know, top 12 rest of the season, I think he's definitely there. Top five rest of the season, I don't really see it in PPR leagues. But if you play in standard format, whoo, man, you must be ecstatic to have Ajayi right now. Furthermore, if you play in something like Scott Fishbowl or something that awards points per carry, I mean, these last two weeks have been insane. Yeah, the last two weeks that he's gone off in the Scott Fishbowl, I've lost both. So thanks, Jay Ajayi. Um <laughs> But okay, yeah. So first of all, salute to Aaron Foster. You're right. We hadn't we haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> I should have mentioned that at the beginning. Um, respect his career. Respect everything he's done. Do as a gamer. And uh, like you said, man, we wish him nothing but the best going forward. Um, when it comes to Jay Ajayi, let me ask you this then: Booker or Ajayi rest of the season? Um, I think I'd go Ajayi. I think I would, even though I think um. Booker is a little bit more dynamic. He can catch balls out of the backfield. He has shown that ability. I think that, you know, you can't look at 200 yards back-to-back games and think that, you know, there's not some special talent there. I mean, right. there's, there's obviously something there, and I, I don't want to be the one who overlooks Ajayi. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's got to be Ajayi moving forward. Uh, I think that he's probably a top 10 running back moving forward in standard leagues probably more of like a top 15 top 18 and in, in ppr leagues well there you have it jhi truthers adam is thinks he's for real but not for real for real <laughs> that's what i'm saying because you just said foul but i'm saying you said for real so that's what we're gonna say but, i said pharrell yeah you said he's not pharrell <laughs> but he's definitely for real but not just for real for real <laughs> oh, Ooh, man, man this one is it. too much chick-fil-a sauce um the last Fowler note file that I have here is from our boy Darth Fi Shy that I sound so educated saying now. <laughs> his his question is political, man. He says Fowler no foul, we will have a legit presidential candidate in 2020. That's kind of a shot at all you presidential candidates right now. I'm just saying. Just saying. That is a shot. Shots fired. Adam, what do you think, man? Uh, it's a foul. I mean, I, I come from a lot of different perspectives in this, so I'm not even going to utilize my own. Uh, I'm going to go to something that uh, that Joe Rogan says a lot on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, which is that powerful like, Joe Rogan. Yeah, powerful Joe Rogan. Nobody wants that job. Like, who wants that job? It's a job built for a narcissist, and that's why we have a narcissist running for president right now. And you know, it, it's one of those situations where I, I honestly, I try and bite my tongue publicly 
because I have a lot of private opinions about the way our country is run, and I think that a lot of people do. And we're kind of in this culture now where everything that's private is kind of public, um, but those, that's one of the things that I've kind of learned, and, and Twitter's done a really good job teaching me this, that, you know, you can't always look to change people's opinions, and more often than not, the conversations that I get into on Twitter are just conversations where people try and reaffirm their own opinions over and over. We don't really learn from each other. And that seems like it's a great uh, kind of analogy to what's going on in politics right now. Uh, it's a lot of side picking. It's a lot of, you know, sports mentality of like, I'm on team Republican and I'm on team Democrat. And Oh, your team's terrible. No, your team's terrible. Exactly. It's, it's getting to the point where I think most people have completely lost focus of really, I mean, everything that our country was founded on as far as the issues that we should be looking at as a society for how to foster a proactive government. And, you know, hopefully I think this ends up being a like the best case scenario is that having an election like this where there are two figures that I think the vast majority of people don't want to have elected but feel like our only two options should open people's eyes to multiple party options, voting through other means, getting rid of the electoral college, doing things that are kind of against the norm. But what I think is actually going to happen in 2020 is we're going to have another two ridiculous faces put up there to try and pick between that nobody's going to be able to decide between. And if history has told us anything, one of those is going to be Hillary after she gets elected this time, which I think is pretty much a lock at this point. So we're going to get Hillary again in 2020, and if that happens, she's most likely going to get reelected. So really, the next real election won't be until 2024, and by then, I mean, we could be electing an android for all I know. <laughs> Might as well. Might be better anyway. Hey, man, I've been watching a lot of Westworld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably the best bet. It's like, you know, like you said, it's one of those things where only crazy people want the job, so it's kind of what kind of... You know, it kind of hinders it for us. But I thought it was funny how you mentioned that, you know, it's become kind of this, like, sports fan mentality. You know, I'm a Republican, you're a Democrat. It's, you know, like, it's weird because even people, some people are, vote like, literally vote for the person just because of who they represent. You know what I mean? They represent Republican or Democrat. Like, they don't care what they say. They don't, you know, they, none of it matters. It's just, this is whose side they're on. Oh, um, yeah, and. This year, more than anything, I feel like it's the anti-vote. I feel like there are so many people who are voting for Hillary Clinton because they do not like Donald Trump. And then on the flip side, there are people who are supporting Donald Trump because they think that Hillary Clinton is a criminal, yep. which she is. But that's not really a reason to vote for somebody. Yeah, like, or, or, or the logic is Hillary Clinton is basically like voting for Obama again. Um, if you're not happy with how um, the current state of affairs is, then you shouldn't want to vote for her. You know what I mean? That's another... Yeah. That's another one of the, the logics to how they simply break it down. Um, I, I, I'm kind. It's kind of weird for me because, like, even when I go to football games, basketball games, whatever, I'm not the guy to like, um, you know, Raiders, go Raiders, your Broncos suck. Like, I've never been that guy. Are you that kind of guy? Like, start getting crazy with other fans and stuff, and telling them their team sucks and everything. No, I, uh, I, I really, I have struggled often with being that kind of a fan of, of any <laughs> sports team. I've never really been that type of over-the-top guy. And, and it's I, not because I'm not passionate about it, because no, I want my exactly, team to win, and I exactly, do hate your team sure. in that sense. But I just, like, 
when I'm at the game and I see people doing that, I'm like, are we really doing this right now? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it seems like this could take a really ugly turn. Like, you know, how about we just dial it back just a couple, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's one of those situations, too, where people are like, well, that's a game. But this is this is our country. Like, this, and, and in that regard, yes, you're, you're, you're totally right. If you're someone out there right now listening to this podcast going, those are totally completely different things. One's a football game. The other one is deciding who is the leader of, you know, this great country we all live in. You're totally right. But that's why people are so outraged. That's why people are so, like, apathetic to this hundredth degree that I've never seen before is because people feel like there's two options and only two options, and both of them are terrible. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't been happy with where things have been going the last few years, and we're not happy with where things look to be going. And it's just kind of a shitty situation to find ourselves in. And in the grand scheme of like how the world looks right now, it's really not the position that you want to be in when the world is in a lot of turmoil and we're in a situation where you know we turn to our leaders in these times of crisis to look to pull us out of of these you know times that most of us are looking down, thinking. I don't really know if anything positive is going to change. And when you're given the examples of Hillary and Donald Trump as these are your guys to look up to to, to change things, I mean, it's kind of obvious why people aren't, you know, all systems go rah, 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 cheering for their home team. Exactly. And of kind of playing the, well, your guy's worse than my guy sort of game. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I say this amongst friends, and I don't really think this is the situation we're in, but to take it to, you know, the illogical extreme, if you will, I mean, voting because you dislike the other person more is the only way you get Mussolini elected over Hitler. Like, it doesn't matter if you dislike one person more. You have to look at what you're actually electing someone for. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, this may all be for naught. I think we're kind of in a situation where we know where this election's going. Um, I'll say it right here, right now. I think there's no way that Hillary Clinton isn't our president. I just, I don't see it occurring. Um, and that's where I stand on it. Um, as far as where my own opinions lie, they're not in favor of either of the two major parties and haven't been since I've been an adult. Um, I've never voted for either of the two major parties and I won't again this election. But, uh, I think that from an outsider looking in standpoint, it, it's it's really tough to be optimistic about where the country stands when most people are at odds. And this is just kind of another thing that's putting people at odds rather than bringing anybody together. Exactly. Although we joke, it's a serious situation, man. So, you know, we'll see how uh, if you have kids, you're probably more concerned, you know, it's a it's a concerning thing. But, you know, like you said, you know, how can it can it play out well? Can it play out in a positive way? I don't know. You know, with the with the options that we have, so it sucks. But to bring it to a uh, as unimportant situation, it's basically like saying, "Hey, son, welcome to the world. Do you want to be a Bears fan? I mean, a Browns fan or a Jags fan? Um, both options suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things. Like you just lose either like, way. Um, everybody would choose not to be a Browns. Fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know so it's one of those things you know but 
A choice has to be made, my man. It has to be made. Well, that's all that I have for today on the, on the schedule, on the list. Do you have any other muscle memory that you want to flex that you could think of anything that we need to talk about? No, I, I mean, I think... Any pardon like, shot? Anything you want to send off? Yeah, no, I mean, we, we covered everything in the world of fantasy and, uh, you know, ending on a little bit of a somber note with me ranting about politics, which uh, which I didn't really expect coming into this. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it is a big, big feature in our in our world right now and uh i think that you know we all we all get really tuned in when the elections happen and and when we're leading up to the election but uh i think it's equally important to be tuned in over the next year or so to see whoever gets elected and and what what actually transpires and how much of what that individual said throughout their campaigning actually happened yeah i think think that's really the thing that as uh as citizens we can all do our due diligence more around is really paying attention to uh, holding holding those leaders accountable for the things that they do say that they're going to accomplish. Yeah, and not just do it when it's election time, but do it all the times in between. We'll see if it happens. We will, man. Well, to end on a positive note, Capri Bibbs? Oh, man, I thought you were going to go back to Chick-fil-A well, sauce. Well, I was just going to say Capri Bibbs <laughs> or Chick-fil-A sauce. I mean, it's one or the other. Uh, you know... I gotta say, Capri Bibbs. I mean, it's a solid name, but uh, my my girlfriend has really shown me that there are much better NFL names. Because I know, because I'll be watching a game and she'll audibly laugh when names come up. So I don't know if she'd laugh at Capri Bibbs, but she's definitely <laughs> laughed at Jaquiz Rogers. So <laughs> oh man, next week we may need a list from her, like her top three. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> so you. That's your homework. That's your homework. You'll have to gather Ha-ha from her. Clinton-Dicks is the one that got her the strongest reaction. Which one? Haha Clinton-Dicks. Oh, yeah. Haha yeah. Clinton-Dicks. That's, that's an easy one. I know. It's, that's probably the one that, uh, <laughs> that I think I've pulled the strongest <laughs> reaction from her around. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. There's some, there's some great names out there. But uh, Capri Bibbs is definitely one of them. And, hey, man, for, for your sake... Uh, and because I don't own him anywhere now, I hope Devonta Booker goes down this week. <laughs> oh, God. No, man. No, I don't want him to go down. I don't want him to go down. No. Goes down to Hawaii for me. Oh. <laughs> what did you think I meant? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I got heart emojis for everybody, man. I know. All, nothing but love. Nothing but love. And that's it. We're out, man. All right. Good night, man. Later. Thank you again to Adam, as always. Follow Adam on Twitter at the other FF guy. He will give you good advice. He will not steer you wrong, just like my other um, Clock Dodger contributors, my boy Eddie. You want to follow him on Twitter. My boy Josh, you want to follow him on Twitter. Um, all these guys, man, they're entertaining. They're fun to talk to, even if it's not about football or fantasy football. Um, these guys are just fun people in general, good people in general. So you want to follow all of them. And, um, you know, it's just, just, you know, spread the love, guys. You follow them. They follow you. It's just kind of the way we do things. You know I mean, so follow at the other FF guy. Follow Josh, who's my streaming expert. Um, follow him at uh, JC Crocker. That, that's, that's, a, that's a must. That's a must. Follow him. Um, he, like I said, big time, uh, you know, DST streaming and everything. QB streaming, tight end streaming. But... Just general, overall good dude. A lot of fantasy football knowledge. Uh, and then my boy Eddie, at Eddie C. 
CEE23. Follow him on Twitter again. He's a Bronco fan, so we all have our flaws. But other than that, Eddie's a good dude, man. So um, follow him and everybody else that you guys know that we mess with. And, of course, follow the Clock Dodgers Twitter, at Clock Dodgers, if you're not already doing that. Um, Now, what I do want to talk to you guys about really quick is Clock Dodgers is working now um, with with another fun new um, new app, a new fun fantasy sports app. Um, so the app that I'm talking about is called Fananas. You may have heard of it. You may not have. It's, it's fairly new. It's on the rise, but they have a great idea going, a great system, um, a new interest and twist on things that no other app has, at least not that I'm aware of. <laughs> so um, what I actually got to do is first go download it. Go to your iTunes store, whatever you're using, and download Fananas. Um, if I had to spell that for you, I will. It is F-A-N-A-N-A-S. So sort of like bananas, but Fananas, you get it. So Fananas has these rooms that you can join. Um, literally, I'm looking at it right now. You can join different kind of rooms to win all kinds of prizes and stuff. But the kicker here is we have a Clock Dodgers room now on there um, because we're joined up with Fananas. Um, you know, like I said, man, we're always here to join forces with people who are doing good, who are creating new content, who are creating something special, who are going beyond everybody else to try to dodge that nine to five mindset to reach outside the box. And so Fernandez is a perfect example of that. And so, you know, we, we've gotten connected. Um, a couple of other um, guys have connected with them as well. We've done it uh, with some help, you know, with our buddies from sleeper wire. And so, you know, check out Fernandez, download the app. I have a promo code, which you're going to use is clock C L O C K. Very simple. What you're going to do is once you once you get on there, you're going to pick the room that says Clock Dodgers. Right now, the, the prize for this week is a $50 Visa gift card. Figured you can't go wrong, right? Anybody can use money. Anybody can use that anywhere they want. Um, so a $50 gift card. But here's the thing. It's like 15 people in the room um, because, you know, if you don't have my promo code, you're, playing, you're paying $5 to play. So you use the promo code, and for one time, you'll get a free entry. So you go to this room, you find the Clock Dodgers room on here, $50 gift card as a prize. And when you're in there, it's going to say, do you want to use your promo code? And you just put in clock. You get to play in that room for free to try to win that prize. Again, it's a it's only 15 people in the room. 15 people to win a $50 gift card. Do you understand how good your odds are there? So I, I, I'm telling you guys to do this because you guys are my friends. You guys are my buddies. You guys are you know the people that I roll with. And then I connect with on another level. So I'm extending this to you guys. I want you guys to go in there and have fun with us there. I'm always looking for something new and creative um, for us to do. You know what I mean? To connect and 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 to do different things. And I don't want to just have the fun by myself. You know what I mean? I want you guys to join it with me. So go on Fernandez. Put the promo code in when you join the Clock Dodgers room. Make sure you do the Clock Dodgers room because you're going to get that one free entry. There's a $50 Visa gift card. Don't, don't let that slip. If you And if you don't want to pay, you don't, you don't want to use it this time around, you pay $5 and you're in the room with us. Now, it's 15 people. So the first 15 people fill it up. Um, however, if we go over that, new rooms can be created um, like a duplicate room, basically. Another $50 Visa gift card, 15 people. Um, if we fill up the first room, which we're already halfway filled up. I haven't even discussed this with anybody. I haven't told anybody about this really. So you guys need to hurry up and get in there. If you're listening to this now, I highly recommend you don't wait. Um, You pause this bad boy right now. You download the app. You use the promo code. And and let me know what you think of it. It's really fun. It's really unique. Okay. So you you set up a lineup for the week. Um, So that's like a tiebreaker lineup. 
where if if you win a contest but it's like a tie with somebody else you go then go to this tiebreaker lineup that you set before the week started like in the beginning of the week um but when you're actually in it you're drafting a team you know all the different positions but there's no salary caps so literally you can draft anybody you want anybody you want there's there's no salary cap so you put the team together however you want the goal obviously is to score the most points um which makes it cool to me because you may think okay there's no salary cap so what's the what's the strategy well think about it if there's no salary cap and you think you know the best players somebody else most people are going to probably pick the same guys you are so you have to use that tiebreaker lineup to your to your you know strategy and you also have to think about certain guys who are going to go off you know like maybe tom brady is the hot name this week i mean which week is he not the hot name but you got to think okay so everybody's going to pick tom brady or a lot of people will pick tom brady so let me go outside the box and get someone who's going to go off this week because of a matchup or you know whatever the case may be check check out the app just do me that favor try it use the promo code clock i guarantee you'll get addicted after the first day you guys know i don't tell you about nothing unless i believe it that's just that's just a, that's just the facts of my nature. I'm not gonna share something with you guys unless I believe it. I mean, I'll share something with you and I'll and I'll knock it. You know, if it ain't good, I'll knock it. But this is uh, something I'm putting my stamp behind. I like it. You know, so it's new, it's different, it's another extension of our addiction here with fantasy football, with sports in general. Um, it's another way to have fun. It's another way to connect with your, with, with our, with our fellow clock Dodgers, uh, which is super important because we are a family. And so families do things together, guys. So meet me on Fananas, download the app, leave them a review, use the promo code clock. You're going to get a free game. I mean, they got some really good prizes on there. Matter of fact, once you do this and you see how cool it is this week and how much you enjoy it and that you want to keep doing it every week, if you guys tell me prizes that you think would be good for us to do, let me know. Because I, I can make that happen, okay? I can talk to my people at Fernandez and we can make this happen. So you guys can even suggest prizes to me that you think will be really fun to play for. Um, so let, let's have fun with this. As with everything, I would not mention it. I would not join forces with this group. I would not join this partnership if I didn't believe in it. If I didn't agree with it, I would not be talking to you guys about it. So you have my word. Download Fernandez. Use the promo code clock once you enter the game. So don't don't get don't get lost. You enter the game. You pick your your tiebreaker lineup. You enter the rooms. You pick Clock Dodgers room. Once you pick it, it's gonna say, "Do you want to redeem a promo code?" You put in Clock. You are now playing in that room for free that one time. You can't play every time for free using my code. I wish I could do something like that for you guys, but I can't. <laughs> That's not possible. But for sure, let me know and please feedback, criticism. You know, positive feedback, negative feedback, whatever you have, suggestions, send them my way. And, and you know, we can talk about it with the Fernandez people and make, make sure we keep uh, improving everything we can. You know what I mean? But get in there with us. The room's already almost full. So I want my people to get in there. I want my clock dodgers to get in there um, because the prize is awesome. So people are just joining it and they don't even know. I, this, is, this is my first time talking about it on a podcast and the room is already halfway full before I talked about it. That just explains enough right there. So get on there. The odds are great. It's going to be fun. I want a clock dodger to get a $50 gift card. And if you get that $50 gift card, I want, listen, if you're not afraid, you when you get that $50 gift card, you send me a picture, I'll put it up on Twitter. I, maybe I'll even put it up on the website if you feel, if you, want, if you want to get, you know, promoted out there. So you guys have fun with me. I have fun with you guys back. Let's do this. Clock dodger family, man. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Be on the lookout. Clockdodgers.com. 
bookmark it, visit it daily, new content all the time. I'm always looking for new contributors also. So if you if you know if you know anybody, it doesn't have to be you that's listening. If you know somebody who likes to write or is interested in writing or wants to write, send them my way. Why, why would you not send them my way? Because I want to connect with your friend too. I want to talk to your friend that's cool and wants to write. Connect us up. It could be about fitness, health, sports, movies, TV. I don't care what it's about. It can literally be about dust for all I care. I, I think it's got an interesting story to it. You could talk about anything. So if you know someone who wants to write, wants to contribute to the website, let me know. As always, guys, clockdodgers at gmail.com, at clockdodgers on Twitter and Instagram and Periscope and everything else. Follow us, interact, and let's just make this happen. Let's make this happen. As always, guys, I'm out, signing off. You've lasted this long with me. You know what that makes you. You know what it makes you. Later. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.